This is Brian Croft. Welcome to another edition of Trench Talk, the podcast, not the podcast, but the podcast of Practical Shepherding. And I am with Jim Savastio in studio once again, just coming out of our rigorous production meeting that we just had about this next topic. Yes, so, we did. Uh, uh, so we are well prepared and ready to serve you the best we I can. I hope so. So this topic today is going to be revol- is going to revolve around how do we pray for our flocks. So. Pastors oftentimes get overwhelmed with all the things that they know, that we all know need to be prayed for. We're supposed to be men of prayer, ministry of the word. But I think one of the things that discourages a lot of pastors is how do I, where do I start to pray for the flock? You know, how do I even know how to tackle these things? We want to spend a few minutes just talking about that, hoping this will be a helpful conversation for you. Jim, why don't you start us by just giving us some some basic scriptural basis for what we're going to be talking about and pastors calling to pray for the flock right well brian i think one of the primary texts that we deal with in this subject is acts chapter six and that is the generally regarded as the creation of the office of the diaconate and the reality that the leadership of the church in jerusalem was distracted with caring for practical issues and they said that we need to appoint men over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And a general understanding of that topic is that, or that passage rather, is that that you're giving yourself over not to necessarily to private prayer and private communion with God for your own soul preeminently, which is in view there, but rather the prayer life, intercessing life for the flock uh, entrusted to you. Right. And I think, Brian, we're, we're going to have to say that I would imagine that most every pastor, uh, if they were to give their scale of two or three areas where they feel their failure, it's generally not in their public teaching or preaching ministry. It's going to be in this area. That's right. It's going to be one of the primary areas, you know, is the struggle of actually taking time and praying uh, for the flock. We see examples uh, in the scriptures of this prayer life, and particularly we see that laid out uh, in the prayers of Paul. And in in certain places, Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 3, Philippians chapter 1, among other Mm -hmm. passages, where Paul not only tells the church, I'm praying for you, but he tells us how he's praying for them. And I think those texts are especially helpful. I think, Brian, we tend sometimes to pray for our people in either an emergency capacity yep. or in a responsive capacity. Mm-hmm. So there's been an accident. We need to pray. There's just been a diagnosis of sickness. We need to pray. Yep. So-and-so just lost their job. We need to pray. Or they call us and say, I'm having a test. Would you mind praying? My sister died. Would you please get the church to pray? I'm traveling. Would you pray? And we think, okay, there, I've done it. I'm praying for the flock. Uh-huh. I, I don't think that's what the Bible preeminently envisions, either the prayer life of the church to be corporately and too often. It is that kind of thing. Or the prayers of pastors for their flocks in particular. Right. We're talk what we're what we really want to talk about is a a systematic way of regularly playing, praying for the flock that's not responsive to emergency and things. Right. Yeah, just that. We should do that. 
We, yeah, those are but, great. But, and so we tell somebody, hey, I've been, I, I've been praying for your job. But we can also say to somebody, I've been praying for you to know the love of Christ, which passes all That's understanding. Right. That's right. Uh, I've been praying that the eyes of your understanding would be open so that you would know the hope of your calling. Yeah. Uh, what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? What is right. the exceeding greatness of his power toward those who believe? And let the Lord's people know, I'm praying for that. I'm praying for you to know Christ. I'm yep. praying for you to walk with Christ. So that's one subject is how we pray, but I, 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 what we pray. But I think one of the things we want to deal with, Brian, in just this, in a brief broadcast is how do we get ourselves into the place where we do that either individually in our own daily time of intercession? Do you set a time, a, a time aside every day to intercede? Or perhaps that we do this regularly in a focused systematic way corporately and mm-hmm. by corporately i mean as an eldership right activity, right uh where we get together once every week or once every two weeks and we work our way through the congregation how do you do that and yeah. then yeah so i it's a good question and i think actually gets answered by this in the same uh with the same solution and that's to create a systematic way to pray through all the membership of the church in a certain amount of time right so some of you listen to this maybe have read Pray for the Flock, one of, the, one of our books. You heard me talk about the systematic way that, that we have prepared with. So with us having about 75, 80 members now, uh, we have a systematic way, three or four families a day, and we divide it up in a month's time. And if we pray on that day for those three or four families, in a month's time, we would have prayed for the whole membership. So you divide that among your eldership. So well, that so you do you pray for all 80 members individually, or do you have a, a, a group of people so that you pray I do, for? We do both. So that, that's why I say the answer to both of these is tied to the systematic way to pray that I just described. Because I take that list... And each of the elders, the goal is that we each are praying on those days for those people. Okay. And so it's the same group of people. It's the same group so of people. So, like, if you have four, how many elders do you have in your church? Well, we have three of us now. Okay, so the three of you are each praying for the Adams and that, the Allens. And that's the, the goal. Obviously, there's going to be days where certain guys miss. Right. So, but the goal is is that it's 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 achievable. To, to take a few minutes every day. Right. I All even had a, I, I had a lay elder. Just That's tell, a great idea. Tell a quick story. I had a lay elder that, that I loved how he got creative with this. He printed off the membership roll, um, and, and and then he shrunk it down really small on its one page and put it and taped it on his steering wheel. Wow. So when he was driving to work every day, he just looked down to see who the people he needed. He was praying for them as he drove to work. I thought, that's a fabulous idea. It was a lay elder. It's a, now, don't close your eyes when, you, when you're praying. But I'm thinking about, yeah. and, and that you turn your wheel, too. So every once in a while, you have well, to have yeah. some of it written upside down. Hopefully you kidding. can glance down and see who you're supposed oh, to pray for. That's good. It could be dangerous, but that's sweet. I like. He never that. had a wreck, and I thought it was fabulous. So <laughs> the point is, is that we, you know, our elders took that seriously. And so it starts there with the individual pastors feeling they need to pray daily in some way for the flock. Obviously, a bigger flock. When I try to create this system for bigger churches, a lot of times the you have you have pastors, elders who divide up those names, right. and and so there's different ways to do it. We start that way, but then we take that list, and and our pastors meet once a month, and as part of our long afternoon pastors meeting. We spend the whole time, we, we pray through that directory. Uh, now we're going to just a column. We have three columns so we can have more focused time. There was a time where we were spending about half our meeting talking through membership issues and then praying for everyone. And now we're 
every every month we meet, we just take uh, one column and do that. But that systematic way is, I found the only way, both as an individual pastor and as a group of pastors in the church, to be able to make sure somebody doesn't slip through the cracks. It, it's a it's a checklist for shepherding. Also, how do you? So, Jim, what do you guys do? Is there a version of that that you guys try to tackle here? Yes, and, and one of the what we've been doing to ensure that we get through this now is that we do get together. Uh, as elders and uh, the kind of the our chairman right now, if you want to call it that, the one who chairs our meetings, uh, breaks down the flock for us uh, at our at our meetings, and then of course, obviously, we're trying to pray uh, in our own times of intercession uh, for them throughout the week. Um, I think there, are, you know, there are times we also are praying in a more generic sense. I mean, for all the flock. I mean, you you try to think about. How, I mean, how did the elders at the church in Jerusalem pray for? I don't know that they, you know when they went through a list of the five six thousand yeah, people knows? that were there, and you know obviously every day you couldn't do that, but you could pray in the way that Paul did. You know again for the Ephesians, and this I pray for you, and for the Colossians, this is how I'm right. praying for you, and you can say to the flock in general, I, I am praying for you in, in this, and as you and as you do that, you really are trying to think through the congregation. You you know so it's not just this broad generic like a, a used car salesman who gets on the television and says, I care about you. And you go down there and say, hey, uh, I saw you care about <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, I'm yeah. here to buy a car. Yeah, yeah, but you care about me. And he's saying, who, who are you? You know, you actually know your flock. And these are areas in which you are informed again in their emergency situations and in regard to their just broader needs as a congregation. Yeah. Do you have a way of regularly checking on, on folk, you or the other elders, to systematically have time with every member in the congregation and to say to them specifically, are there any ways in particular I can be, I can be praying for you? Yeah. Um, you, you you're going through a new season of life. You're, you know, we've got uh, one family whose kids are both gone now, you know, and so they've got their, their empty nesters now. That's different than what they've been dealing with for right. the last 18 to 20 years. Um, there are a couple of families that are going through that right now, or you know, whatever it is. How can we be praying for you in regard to what's happening now? Is there anything going on now? Because we we sometimes don't always get that in just our brief interaction at the door. That may be. Yeah, and, and so this prayer, this systematic prayer guide, is is what we use to try to accomplish that. Also, so as individuals, what we're doing is when we pray for somebody. We may feel burdened by after praying for them to reach out to them, even just to say, hey, I prayed this for you, which is yeah. a great way to let them know they're being prayed for, not just out of emergency. Right. And so I, I would commend that work. So we, as pastors, try to do that at different times. If it's somebody we just feel burdened, it's not everybody will do that every day, but uh, and even for me. But if I pray for somebody, I may realize, you know, I haven't talked to them in several weeks. Right. I just need to call them a minute. So. Uh, it ends up becoming a systematic way to shepherd people, right. not just pray, because God works on our heart. I think that's part of why we're to be in the prayer ministry of the Word, is those things burden our hearts for our flock in a way I don't think anything else does. And so we use that systematic way to do that. Matter of fact, one of the things we did, we took this systematic one sheet that we divide up, and we gave it to the whole church, and even encouraged people to pray for these people on this day, and right. and it, so and people whole, started that's doing really, that. That's a great idea. So the whole church was doing that. And it created this community that was really interesting. So 
on day four when Joe's being prayed for, sometimes he'll get a couple of text messages, three or four emails, and a phone call from yeah, different people saying, hey, great. I prayed for you today. So we're teaching our church how to pray through this. So I, I really want to emphasize the importance of creating some kind of systematic way to pray for your membership as pastors and then as a church. Yeah, you, if you have a member directory, I mean, you could almost say, so 26 letters of the alphabet, uh, obviously it's not 26 uh, days in in the in the month, but you you might be able to say, okay, here we we're, uh, we're all going to pray for the A's and then for the B's and the C's and that's right. And picture um, the 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 directory is really helpful to have. That is for pictures, for addresses and information. But uh, I think the most important role that membership directory, even that that pictorial directory, can be is for you to to pray and get to know people. And one of the things that's been interesting as we challenge church members to pray is they'll try to do it and they'll get there and like, I don't even know who this is, you know? Wow. Yeah, and they right. are able to go, okay, I need to figure out who this is. So God has really worked in an interesting way through this directory. And I, so I, I think there's multiple layers of this systematic approach. And I would just encourage every pastor to try it and see whether you have 50 members or 500, that there is a way for all the pastors to be praying for everybody, depending on how you set it up. Do you keep a record, Brian, to help you to remember uh, certain things or what folks are going through, like cards or? Um... I I don't I, I I think that's a good idea. Actually, I take that back. The the pastor started a a Google document that you know okay, one of those you can, can send out it. and people right. share it. And we add stuff to it. Okay. We don't use it as much as we should. It's been helpful when we use it because somebody we get we're just getting updates. I mean, my other two guys are lay lay pastors. So. Are you aware of any of these? Uh, there's a, a prayer app. Are you aware of that for your smartphone? Yeah, and we've tried that. It has. It's not as user friendly. At least the ones we've looked at, we've tried. Okay. But I, I'm told there's some nifty software up there if you're willing to, out there if you want to pay for yeah. it. To and get I think Brian. Well, ultimately, what we get down to is you know whether you're using uh, whether you're writing it down or not, whether you use a, a technology. Or um, the the technology as simple as as a pen and piece of paper, a three by five card, or a Google document or prayer app yep. that we do recognize this is part of our our high and holy calling, and um, that it is our job not just to to teach the flock and defend the flock and and feed the flock, uh, but to be intercessors for them, uh, even as the Savior is for all of us. That's right, and, and so I think to 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 summarize this short episode. You know, to uh, our calling is not just to pray for emergencies and um, the things that just kind of come up immediately. We should pray for those things. I would right. encourage us to do that a lot. Uh, it's a great opportunity for ministry. But pastors, you, that's not just what we're to do. We're to create a systematic way to be regularly interceding for our people on an individual basis and as a corporate body with with other pastors by ourselves. And so. Um, Jim, will you pray that, that pastors, that God will give wisdom and discernment on what is the best way for these pastors to approach that in their own, their own yeah, church? Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray. Father, thank you uh, for the ministry that you have called us to. And we pray, Father, for, for faithfulness in regard to labor in the word and in prayer. And Father, we, we know uh, our flocks are made up of folks who need uh, prayer, who need uh, not just the emergency things that often burden them, but who, who need uh, your work day by day in their life, uh, enriching them and growing them in faith and in knowledge 
uh, and empower of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Father, help us as men of God to take this uh, calling seriously and then practically to understand how best uh, to implement these things so that uh, we, when we stand before you, uh, can know, Lord, in regard to our stewardship that we have been men of prayer. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.